you're listening to our show right now, and we love you for that. Be sure to subscribe and kindly leave a five-star review to show your support. Hey, this episode is brought to you by NailYourZone.com. NailYourZone features a huge collection of licensed vendors of Greek and Masonic paraphernalia. You're sure to find something that you're going to love, so check them out today at NailYourZone.com. Alpha Phi Alpha. Alpha Kappa Alpha. Kappa Alpha Psi. Omega Psi Phi. Delta Sigma Theta. Phi Beta Sigma. Theta Phi Beta. Sigma Gamma Rho. Iota Phi Theta. Hi, welcome to Greekly Speaking. I'm Eric, and joining me for this episode is Cynthia Bell of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Cynthia is a 30-year member and a life member of Zeta Phi Beta, and is currently a member of the Pi Omega Zeta chapter in Round Rock, Texas. She's held numerous elected and appointed leadership positions, including chapter president, state director, international nominating committee chair, and immediate past international secretary. She currently serves as the International Director of Honorary Members and Southern Regional Parliamentarian for the sorority. In addition to her work with Zeta Phi Beta, Cynthia also serves as the National Second Vice President and Life Member of the Alcorn State University Alumni Association, among other roles in the community. Professionally, she works as a Senior IT Quality Assurance and Quality Control Analyst for an energy company in Austin, Texas. She is a certified scrum master. And for those of you not in the IT space, suffice it to say she knows how to make things happen and get things done. Cynthia, welcome to Greekly Speaking. How are you doing today? I am doing great, Brother Tucker. I'm doing very, very great. I kind of feel um, real humble when I hear a bio uh, read about me or spoken about me and I kind of say, wow. You know, I, I'm not that old, but I feel like I've done so much, but yet I feel like I have so much more to give. That kind of odd. <laughs> well, you know, I think there comes a time when you have to reflect on the things you've done to know what you have to do. You know, feel proud. Raise your head up. I did that. It, it's not about how long you serve. It's about what you do while you serve. That's what I'm excited to see. How's everything else going? Everything else is going good. There is a very good silver lining for me with this pandemic. It has allowed me with my company to work from home. And of course, I back home in Mississippi, while we are under this pandemic crisis, taking care of my mother and my aunt. And it's been a joy to be back home. It reminds me of all the things that I missed in my travels across the country for previous companies and just, you know, I haven't lived in Mississippi since 1997. And so just to feel that grass under my feet again, smell that clean, fresh country air. Uh, I am not a city girl by, by no means. And I'm slowly starting to not like the suburbs either. I miss the country. I really do. And there's just something so simple about life in the country when it's just you, family, and just God and nature. And it's just such a wonderful feeling. And so, to be honest, I am not ready, you know, in some ways not ready for COVID to be over. So I don't have to go back into the office. But you just, you really uh, have to look for the positive. God is trying to speak to us and we need to listen. And so part of my journey is reconnecting with family, you know, in the way that I 
you know, have been as a child, you know, really having a good time, thinking of new ways and creative ways to reach out to family. This, this whole Zoom thing has blown up, not only just, you know, professionally, but personally. So I'm, 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 I'm kind of happy with my circumstance right now. So it's, it's making it easy for me to work. I can uh, connect with my colleagues, you know, back in Texas or wherever they are themselves. And it's just been a good journey. I haven't been one of the ones that's been going stir crazy having cabin fever. I think it's kind of comical. I shouldn't laugh, but for myself, I'm actually loving it. You and I have known each other for several years, right? Yes. Since yes. our days at Alcorn, I played Sigma, and you came shortly after that. But, you know, I don't know if I ever really knew the story of, of, of half of our classmates. So, first of all, let's talk about how did you get to Alcorn? I'm a legacy. My mother, both of her sisters, uncle, cousins, we're big Alkanites. There's another faction of our family that are Jacksonians, and I'm half, you know, Jackson State too. I got my MBA from there. But, you know, as a kid um, applying to different schools, uh, I grew up, you know, as a military brat. And usually only, you know, one of none as far as, you know, blacks in the classroom or the only black girl in the classroom, sometimes the only girl in the classroom. And so I didn't really, I, I think I just looked at everybody as equal when I, when I, you know, when I lived away from Mississippi, when we were in the military, we all played together. We all talked together. My parents had friends that were non-black and it just, it became, it hit home once we moved back to Mississippi when my father retired and I saw the separateness if you will, you know, segregation in Mississippi. And I made a point to say, I wanted to go to an HBCU because I wanted to get to know my people. I wanted to have friends who were black. I wanted to understand what it meant to be black and not from the view that I was getting when we first came back to Mississippi. So in my mind, I started applying to a lot of HBCUs. Now I did apply to some non HBCUs and I got in, but really when I started making my visits, you know, you know, truth be told, Alcorn was a little slow to respond back to me, even though my mom was an alumni. So I had gotten a scholarship to Southern University in Baton Rouge. So I'm like, okay, hey, cool. I got some money to go to Southern. Let me go. And then Alcorn came knocking because, you know, Southern didn't respond back again to their second you know, request to get information from me. And I sent it back. So I took a tour for high school day out at Alcorn. And in all these years that my mother had talked about Alcorn, I had never been out there. And I was totally blown away. I didn't care how much money they were given, how much money they were not given. I was just so impressed with the campus. It was breathtaking. It reminded me of the small town that I grew up in, in Mississippi. And there was just nothing that was going to stop me from going. And so I sent my paperwork off, my mother being the teacher who she is. She checked my work. We sent it off. We heard back from Alcorn. And, you know, the, the rest is history. I, I enjoyed my time at Alcorn. I really grew up and became an adult once I left the school. I experienced a lot of challenges, heartaches, but I experienced so much joy and success. I learned a lot at the school and I'm continuing as an alum to learn more about my school. And I'm just so in awe when I go back to visit for the different alumni events, just how much we have advanced since you and I were on the campus back in the 80s. So right, I'm, I'm, right. I'm proud to have, you know, uh, stepped foot through those hollow grounds. And uh, I'm just going to forever love my alma mater, feel the break. Did you have any Greek influences in your family or in your life prior to you joining? So let me start backwards and work my way forward. Um, unbeknown to me, 
there were several Greeks in my family, several Greeks in my church, but I never was exposed to any of that. Never knew about it. My Sunday school teacher played Zeta at Alcorn. I have cousins who are alphas, omegas, just, just the whole gambit. I never knew anything going to school. So there was a family that I was very close to. Uh, their son and I have been in school together since we were in elementary school, all the way up to high school. Actually, he went to Alcorn as well. And I was so close to the family until when they would do things in the community, especially with the NAACP, that's really how I got to know them. They would help me, let me tag along. I actually looked like one of the sisters, so they always adopted me as a little sister. So one of the older sisters uh, kind of took me under her wing, and she had already pledged Delta at Alcorn. Her brother had become an Omega, and so she said, well, you go to Alcorn, you're going to be a Delta. Now, I had no idea what a Delta was, and I said, sure. If you're saying it and you're taking an interest in me, by golly, wow, let's do it. So I, I came out to Alcorn. I came in the summer so that I could get acclimated to the campus before the fall started. You know, I knew about that whole crab thing. And so I wanted to be a second semester freshman, so I couldn't be called a crab on the yard. And I got interested in the Interfaith Gospel Choir. And as you know, Brother Sammy was the advisor for the Interfaith Gospel Choir. And he was a proud member of Phi Beta Sigma, one of the advisors for Alpha Zeta Chapter on campus. And so he approached some of us about becoming Sigma Sweethearts, as you know, and I got interested that way. And I got exposed to Zeta in the middle of that. I got introduced to a lot of the sorors, and I joined back then what they called the Women Interested in Zeta Club, the Wiz Club. And from that point on, I just got to know the Zetas on campus. I watched how they carried themselves. I watched how they interacted with other Greeks. And I looked at the programs that they put on. And they really seemed to have an interest in what they were doing. And they were very well liked on campus. They were smart. And so, you know, you know, the rest is history. I, I wanted to become a member and I let my interest be known. And, you know, here I am almost 31 years later, still a active and financial member. Was your family supportive when you told them the news that you wanted to join a sorority? Um, my mother was a little skeptical because when she was in college, she wanted to join a different sorority. So she was a little curious because she said, well, those are the nerd girls. And of course, for me, I'm looking at her like, well, you have a nerd girl. So that would kind of make sense, right? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, my mother had put me in organization since I was four years old. And so she knew that at the end of the day, if I was selecting something that was important to me, that, you know, she was supported. And she's seen me participate in various chapters, hold different elected and appointed positions over the years. And some days she thinks I'm doing too much. And I tell her, it's her fault. You know, when you put a child in organizations at such a young age and they've developed this internal calling for leadership, you know, I don't know why she's surprised. You know, some some days, you know, when I tell her, oh, my, I just got elected to this, or, oh, my, I just got appointed to that. And she's like, do you ever get tired? I'm like, yeah, sometimes. But at the end of the day, my passion is excellence in delivery for all people. And a lot has been given to me, so I feel that I should give it back, you know, twofold to someone else. Someone helped me along the way, and I feel like I have a responsibility to do the same. So. You know, I, I, I love my sorority. I love the work that we do in the community. I love networking with other Greeks. I love having fun at different activities with my brothers. Overall, you know, 
it, it still amazes me that I have put this much time in. The only other organization that I put this much time in is the church, church and Zeta. So, I mean, 31 years this November, I still get in awe every time my anniversary rolls around. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm still here. But it's, it's been a worthwhile journey. But once I, once I became a, a member of the sorority, then my relatives start popping out. I found out my Sunday school teacher, as I said, was a Zeta. Some of my mom's best friends were AKA, some of them were Deltas, husbands were Alphas. Everybody started coming out of the woodworks. And I'm like, where were you guys when I was in high school? You know, and, and, you know, kind of the rest is history. So we, we kind of laugh about it. I pretty much almost have everybody from the Panhellenic Council in my family. So how many people were on your line when you, when you pledged? Solo Dove. What was the name of the uh, line? One Phase of Final Womanhood. One Phase of Final Womanhood. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And your line name? Simply Enticing. Okay, I thought it was going to be something like all by myself or <laughs> no. nobody else here. Oh, <laughs> you know, there was, there was a thought me. process behind that one, though. <laughs> How is your organization dealing with this whole distancing thing? So we are known for taking advantage of, of Zoom. Uh, we've been doing that pretty much, you know, all year long anyway. My chapter likes to have fun. We take opportunities to have our sisterhood socials. We actually socialize with the other Greeks our other Zeta chapter and Sigma chapter that are in the area. Some of us have been calling each other to check on each other. I've noticed there's been a couple who's had social distance lunches, you know, so uh, we're finding ways to really stay connected and, and keep in touch. And that's a good thing. Having virtual wine tastings, you know, sisterhood socials, pedicure parties. I've seen some of everything come across my Facebook timeline and my text box. So we're doing pretty good. What would you share with someone who is considering going Greek, whether it's undergrad or graduate, whether it's fraternity or sorority? I think the number one thing after being in the organization for so long, interviewed so many people, listened to different stories, I think my number one statement would be know thyself. Understand what it is you want out of life. Understand who you are as an individual. Understand how you work with other people. You know, are you drawn to a sisterhood? Are you drawn to a brotherhood? What would you like to accomplish as a member? And it's not always about what the organization can give to you, but first and foremost, what can you bring to the organization? And then, you know, how can you blossom from there? How can you grow being a member of the organization? And you have to be grounded as an individual first because there are going to be some times when you're going to want to tear that certificate in half, you know, put the membership card in the shredder and say goodbye, see you later. And those are the days when you have to reach back and say, what's my why? And I think that's what has uh, kept me going for this long is I was grounded in the why from the very beginning. It wasn't based on an individual that I liked. It wasn't based on the fact that I might like rural blue and white. It wasn't, you know, the fact that we were the only constitutionally bound organization when, you know, I was going to the interview and the open houses and the rushes and the smokers, you know, all those good things. It was basically who was I as a person? What did I have to give to this group? And how could my service be magnified within this group of ladies? So you have to know yourself. You have to be an individual first before you decide to 
join something like this because it's a lifelong commitment. It's not a social club. It's not something that if I don't like it tomorrow, I can leave. Well, you can, but, you know, why would you want to? Now, mind you, you know, you can have an influence of other people who are already in the organization, uh, and that's helpful. But at the end of the day, you know, if they decide to step aside, that leaves you. What will you do? So I just say the number one thing is know thyself. You're in that IT space. So for those of us not in IT, describe to us what the role is of a QAQC analyst. Well, in a nutshell, it is a person who manages activities for software testing. And that's what I do. I am a lead for the projects that I'm assigned to. It could be a cybersecurity project. It could be a human resources project. And because I'm with an energy company, we would have transmission and water projects. And what I do is I partner with the project manager as well as the SMEs, the subject matter experts in the particular uh, department that I'm assigned to the project for. And I manage all the software testing activities. So as soon as the application is installed into our test environment, I make sure that I manage all of the testing that's done all the way to deploying this application into the production environment for our enterprise. So I've been doing this now for about a little over 20 years. Okay, so what's next for you? Professionally, I would like to take my career to a different aspect of quality. I would definitely like to move more on the corporate quality side and serve in a role based in thought leadership at looking at the quality of projects across the entire enterprise. I'd like to be on a team that actually conducts assessments to make sure that the processes and procedures that a particular business unit has established for the teams to make sure that they're in compliance. And as far as the sorority, I absolutely love the role that I'm in now. I'm very passionate about working with our honorary members to make sure that they are aligned to Zeta programs and projects and that the community knows that Zetas have some heavy hitters in this organization that are all about the business of service. So I think from that aspect is just continuing to work with that membership population of the sorority and ensure their growth and awareness within the sorority. When I talk to, you know, our various honorary members like Anita Hill and Nikki Michaud, Rona Bennett from In Vogue, they just want to serve. And they are so excited to be members of Zeta Phi Beta and use that platform to live out their passion. It's a wonderful experience. And then I'm very closely knitted with our national director of honorary members on the Phi Beta Sigma side. He and I talk at least a few times a month, and it's just a wonderful experience for us to be able to interact both of our honorary members with each other. So um, it's been a very rewarding experience from there. So shout out to Brother Craig Collins on the East Coast. That's, that's my boy over there. So we, we have a good time working with our honorary members. And so it's a very rewarding experience, and I'm just thankful for the honor of being able to serve. That's awesome. Cynthia, thank you so much for sharing your Greek story and your Greek journey and all the wonderful things that you're doing um, for the community with your organization. I am extremely proud to see all the things that you have become a part of and all the things that you've been able to accomplish. And we knew there was something special when we saw you 
And like I said, I couldn't be more proud of, of the work that you're doing. And we wish you the best of success as you continue both your Greek and your professional journeys as well, okay? I thank you so much, too. It's been a joy knowing you all these years. And I thank you and the other brothers who, you know, introduced me to Zeta because it's been a great journey. And I, I'm thankful that you were there at the beginning and you're still here where I am today.